that's all I have to say about that. Is this July person hot? I think the, the least you can do is look at the website and see how to spell her name. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> That's what it says. It says this is just a July person hot. <laughs> I want them to, to show me anybody else, just anybody, who spells Julie with a Y. I think you can spell it with a Y. No. Not like that. You, spe- you, you could maybe spell it J-U-L-E-Y. J E W L, like Jewel Y, Jewel E. I mean, there are lots of creative ways to spell names, but this one, this is this is July. So we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Uh, so Kevin, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter.com slash Okay, and uh, Kiki, thank you for being on the show as well. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, generally you can find me by Googling Voice of Kiki. Cool, or go- yeah, okay, awesome. I was going to say, or Googling voice of Kiki. That's what you said. <laughs> but I exactly. just said that. <laughs> so I, I figure it would be kind of redundant. Um, you can also follow the show at twitter.com slash badphilosophy. And uh, be sure to leave us you know, your own form spring questions for the form squeeze at badphilosophy, or formspring.me slash badphilosophy. I can't quite do the, the URLs backwards. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> so I can't keep it. Me. Huh? What is ME for? Uh, like commerce, commerce, and... Uh, I think it's just a question I should have asked before you said it. It's just it, a top-level domain. I think it's fine. just... I don't think it's an actual country. Well, most of the little two-digit ones are always countries. Usually. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. So, let's see here. Um, another question. <laughs> Montenegro. <laughs> and it's time for the form squeeze on Bad Philosophy. Shouldn't you end with that? You're right. Editing. Uh, Okay, so here's another one. Uh, BF, is it true that when men see hot women, they picture them naked? Or is my friend just a pervert? I don't picture women naked all that often, attractive or otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that's universal. Well, I know that that some guys do it. I mean, Penn Jillette has famously said that there is not a single person on Earth he would not rather see naked. But that's not saying that he imagines them naked when he sees them. I mean, yeah, I I know. But I mean, I just kind of imagine that if that's your entire worldview, you might be wandering around going, hmm, I wonder. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But no, I don't think it's true. Okay. So your friends are perfect, I guess, if it's an either-or. Yeah. Yeah. If you only get the one or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to say, but uh, all right. Uh, moving on. In an alternate universe where you are Dan Savage, Dan Savage is the Doctor. Matt Smith is Dolly Parton. Dolly 
pardon is you. Does pie still taste good? All I got from that is Dolly Parton is Dan Savage. Well, it's... I mean, it's kind of a... Certain, Transitive property. It's, it's a... But it's a... It's recursive. If A is B and B is C. No, no, no. It's a recursive a transitive. Yeah, it's a recursive... Tra- it's a recursive transitive So if everybody chain. is everybody in the chain, then everybody's still themselves if you want to go all the way through it. Right, but then who are you? Are you Dan Savage, Dolly Parton, Matt Smith, and the Doctor, like or are you? I Dolly Parton is Dan Savage. Well, yes, we've, we've established me, that I'm everybody is everybody else. Does pie still taste good? Depends on the kind of pie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, chocolate pie? Yes. Chocolate pie, yeah. Custard pie, or is this more commonly known cheesecake? Yes. <laughs> rhubarb pie, not so much. I've never had rhubarb pie, but I'd be willing to try it. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, already? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, this next person asks, "Do you guys believe in love? And if you do, what is that for you?" Can we get syntax in here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would prefer capitalization. I mean, so well, there's not a single. So I can pretend it's capitalized. Capital letter in this yeah. entire sentence. I not. There's no no capital. Well, in see here. if you if you don't ask specifically, you can get capital letters all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I want him to speak in all caps, but I mean, no, we invite you all at home to imagine us speaking in all caps. <laughs> mm. Yes, I think. <clears throat> I think. It, I, I think. I just want to put this. <laughs> yeah. So love, love is good. Love is wonderful. Yay! Love no, 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 we're not. Moving on. on. No, Kiki, we're not actually answering the question. I mean, so. I did. You, well, I get yes. I said yes. Okay. <laughs> As a man in a rather serious long-term relationship, <laughs> I guess you don't have to be. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Who's my, let's favorite, see. who's my favorite YouTuber? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, do you think they're trying to? Oh, well, oh, this it's was asked by Fred Figglehorn. Not to us, but Gee, it's the question of the day. I, I hope I don't, you know, have any sort of selection bias. <laughs> maybe based on the YouTuber who's asking the question. Who's that guy who makes all those uh, music videos by Jonathan Colton? Music videos, he takes a song uh, and he interprets some interesting oh, ways. Oh, that guy. No, he did the, uh, he did, I thought he did Miley Cyrus. That's the only one I've, I've seen. I've never seen a Miley Cyrus one, no. Really? Wow. He does them all in WoW? No. <laughs> So, let's see. Which question are we going to pick first here for the form squeeze on bad philosophy? Oh, here's sorry, a good Steve, one. That one I just I couldn't resist. No, as, as a matter of fact, I think his videos are a little silly. And he doesn't actually make them in-game. He uses a program to just re, to move the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas all of your stuff is done in single takes, which I appreciate. Yeah. Never on the first take, but in single takes. Like a bounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had you going. Right. So... I feel like we. What? What? Stephen Torrance, Captain Valor. Oh, uh, toot your own horn. I think I will. It's not like you have trouble doing it anyway. Actually, I I shouldn't put answer in episode one hundred and three because honestly, he's not gonna know what that means. So, (laughs) Uh, well, I think we pretty much said all we can about this topic. So, uh, moving on to the form squeeze. 
Yeah. So, Kiki, what, what ex- why exactly did you bring this this article to the table in the first place? Like, what was your inspiration to, to talk about this for a whole episode? And why is... Is that... I don't think I want to... Hmm. No, keep going. Keep going. I am so lost right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the images on here, and I'm just confused. But, Kiki, don't... Start talking, please. Oh, um... <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I I found on, on one of my atheist websites, somebody posted this link to somebody talking about 50 films that you don't think have Christian undertones, but actually mm-hmm. are. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, some of them were just so crazy that I thought it would be interesting, especially for, for Kevin to pick apart some of these with his massive knowledge of stuff. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the compliments to my massive knowledge of stuff because um, I do have massive knowledge of stuff. But um, well, well some that's of them, one. Okay, some okay. Of them there's in one the list in here. Are, are very obvious. Just you know, Stephen Canterbury Tale is the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, yes, that has massive. You know, that is based on something that was based on something that has a lot of. You know. But to be fair, he um, picked the wrong Canterbury Tales. What? In, yeah, um, he did. there are multiple there's, ones. There's one that involves the fourth Doctor. As he's not actually the Doctor, but the, Tom Baker is one of the characters in it. Huh. And that should have been the one he picked, in my opinion, only because it has Tom Baker in it. But it's a later one, than the yeah. 1944 one. Yeah, it is. okay. Because Tom Baker was much different in 1944. He may right. have been a child at the time. Okay. Um, but- <clears throat> But some of them, you know, they, they talk about some of the stuff. Harry Potter's on the list, and, and, I, and, you know, I can see that. But the one that really got me, the one that kind of made me stop and think this person was not quite there, was Rocky Horror Picture Show. So let's, let's, uh, let's end with that one, then. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Well, I mean, with with Rocky Horror, can you can you pull up his? I'm trying. His thing about I'm trying. It? It's Opus not my my left. internet's are my internet's are failing. Uh, Kiki, could you find the Rocky Horror one and start reading us to it? Reading it, reading us to it. Reading us to it. Reading it to us. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking this all the way. Stephen and Kevin. Um, Stephen is certifiably insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we kind of knew that going in. Yeah. I well, blame the caffeine and I, the sugar. I, I, didn't, I didn't know you. More the sugar. I, I, I answered a Twitter. I wasn't exactly well prepared. Uh huh. So, anyways, read the one for Rocky Horror. I'm I'm attempting, but my 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 computer is is not with the the being nice. Really. Um, but basically, his you know I I don't have it right in front of me. But what I read was that. You know, oh, you wouldn't think that it would say this, you know, that it would have any kind of Christian overtones because most of the film is basically <laughs> saying, hey, you know the things that all those religious nuts say you shouldn't do? Let's do them. Let's have lots of sex and dress in other people's clothes and, you know, do everything that would shock them. Uh, kind of the point of the thing. Yeah. However, uh, they say at the end when Brad and Janet and Dr. Scott get to to crawl out that it's like the the emerging of of Adam and Eve into a world and um, that the criminologist was God all along which makes me laugh because that means God has no neck 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, are you saying God has no name? Because it would be an interesting theological point, if so. Uh, yeah, and I think I think very enlightening for everyone involved. I, I just... I, I mean, feel like, the, and we were talking about this a little bit um, after the show. Um, <clears throat> you have to cut all the laughs after you do these things. I do. Because <laughs> you say it and you crack up. Um, so and I think, as Kevin and I will be talking about after the show, it, it was really, a lot of the times that he brings up these points, they're more like vaguely Christian symbology than they are an element that, yeah. Then they are an element that makes the film itself Christian. Well, yeah, but and, and it's but possible here's... to use you know religious iconography and narratives, etc., uh, etc., et in a non and in quite frankly an anti-religious. Well, I think I think uh, if you're way. going to satire or you know mock something, if, yeah. that's, your, if that's your choice, if you want to mock religion. That's that's exactly the best what you way to do. do it is, yeah. is you know that's what parody is. Yeah, you know if yeah. you want to look at a film that looks Christian, but probably isn't according to some Christians. I would point to the film Saved, about the, oh, yeah. uh, the Christian private school, which having gone to a Christian private school was even funnier. Yeah, um, a- absolutely. But it was, it's one of those where uh, I, I think that I mean, using Christian iconography, or any sort of religious iconography, is not and intentionally or otherwise, because some of these are clearly not intentionally using, you know, sort of, you know the, the resurrection in, in Harry Potter. Harry dies at the end, spoilers, and comes back to life, more spoilers. Um, the movies are both out, the books are out, and have been forever. Yeah. Um, but that, no, doesn't come, that doesn't mean I've gotten around to either reading or watching yeah, the but ending. Did you plan so. on it? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be quite honest, no. Harry dies and comes back to life at the end. That's sort of the point. <sighs> but that's not. A, that's not. I mean, yes, that, that's referencing a certain extent. Oh my god! The messianic nature of Harry Potter, but it's not. Doesn't make the book inherently Christian or otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's using part of our text, part of our cultural text to talk about something. Yeah. Yes, and that, was, that. that was exactly kind of my point, is that this person is is reading into all these little things, interconnections between the stories that you find in a particular religious book, mm-hmm. which are stories that are in tons of religious books. Right. I mean, the idea of a messiah is, is not new. I mean, mm-hmm. if it were new, you wouldn't have a word for it in the Old Testament when they're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a Messiah coming. Really? What's that? You, would you like to explain <laughs> that? No, because every religion has had a Messiah. You know, it's just... Well, I wouldn't go that far. Not everything, yeah. But, yeah. But, there, but there are... I think it's know, a very Western a religion. New idea. Yes. Yeah. Western religions it, often have Messiahs. Yeah. It, it was hardly a new idea even at, even at that point. I mean, the idea of someone you know, giving of themselves to save another group of people mm-hmm. is is one of the oldest stories in the book, quite literally. I mean... <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> um, well, and, I don't know. I mean, what's, and, what's the and, first great narrative that we have any text from? The Epic of Gilgamesh, right? That's yeah. first written text. First written one. Yeah. Okay, so, well... Well, we have we have oral texts. I mean, you, you have to think about how you think of text. Okay. Lots of mythology Stories. isn't necessarily textualized, but it's older than Gilgamesh, but wasn't written down until later. Okay. We can mm. track it back further. 
mm-hmm. um, in that we we believe and have good reason to believe that some of these stories were around long before Gilgamesh. Yeah. Um, but we don't have actual written copies. We have stories that were told and told again and told again until we somebody wrote them down. Right. Yeah. But yeah, close enough. But but I mean, even even at the point where the, where they got to that point, it it wasn't it it was it wasn't a new idea. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of of someone coming. Giving their life. Oops, we just lost the connection. Oh. oh. <laughs> Come on. The internet hates us. Are we back? Uh, maybe. Okay. How did we not drop the call? I don't know. <laughs> that was. Wow. Magic. No, wait, it's all in reverse order, so... We're about to not drop a call? But we don't know it. We, we no, might we gotta, gotta, gotta go back in and edit a we're back after... Edit a we're back before the call drops. <laughs> yeah. And we're back. <laughs> I don't... I'm confused. Gonna my, my head's gonna explode. Um, it's, uh, but you don't know why, because, whatever. Um, I'm trying to, uh... It's not really backwards. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Hey, we did it in the right order. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, that works. It does, yeah. Oh, uh, why can't I load this web page? Damn it! I don't, I'm having trouble loading it too. Maybe, like maybe this. Did, did we break? Wait, wait, ladies and gentlemen. I think, I think bad philosophy just brought down its first website. <laughs> the three of us looking all, at it at the same all time. All three of us looking at it at the same time were just too much. We, we completely overloaded the servers. Oh, <laughs> one of the ones they talk about that that gets me possibly even more than the one I'm going to talk about eventually mm-hmm. is. Uh, they mentioned parts the clone is for. Yeah, I only know that because we did an MST3K on it. I what is, I had, I'd never heard okay, of that before, Clarence yeah. The clone is for is a movie that they did on Mystery Science Theater. And the uh-huh. only reason anybody knows this movie exists is because, because they did it on MST3K? Mystery Science Theater. Okay. Um, and it, it was remade as The Island by Michael Bay. Remade um, in the Wait a minute. Uh, unofficially remade. It was ripped off. By, but if you watch the thought, two well, back, which I, thought, I have done, it is terrifyingly simple. So I, I thought the island was just like a ripoff of Logan's Run, no, essentially. No, 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 no. Have you seen the island? Yeah, with Ewan McGregor and have Scarlett Johansson. Have you seen Logan's Johansson? Run? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just repeating what I heard at the time. It, so. it, it is, I can see why someone would think that, but it's but wrong. It. Okay. Give me a break. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the exact same thing as if you've seen the island. It's they've cloned a bunch of people. They tell a bunch of people that they're going to go to a paradise. In the original, it's called America. They get to go to America, and <laughs> wow. America is the last. Yeah, they wouldn't fly so much today. Yeah. Um, and but they're they start finding little things like a butterfly gets in. You know, to the he watches a butterfly and he finds an old Milwaukee can and wonders what it is because he's never seen beer. Mm. Yeah. That's sad. Wow, it's, a I life know, without right? beer. 
And then eventually him and the pretty chick that likes escape and go find their original clones and they're like, oh, we're your clones. And the original people are like, I, I never had a clone. And you find you find out in the original that that they uh, that the one guy never meant to have a clone. It was his brother that did it for him, and he I decided see. to help the clones. And and at what point do you find out that Soylent Green is people? It's actually the last line. Yeah. Oh. Have you seen Soylent Green? Yeah, I know. Now, have you seen the film? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a really really good film, and I really wish they kept the original name, which was. Make room, make room. Oh, um, but the thing is, the Soylent Green, like that's the name, and it's a big shock line at the end, and you go, yeah. "Wow!" But everybody knows that now. Yeah, so and, you can't and, watch well, the film well, and, sure you can. and have you any can shock. Watch the shock yeah. doesn't matter because the film is better than the shock. The shock is is minuscule compared to, in my opinion, the the overcrowding and the way the film is. There's a scene where Charlton Heston eats a head of lettuce and I think a tomato. And it is a fantastic scene because he's never, he's never had fresh food before. Hmm. And you believe this. He ends up in a rich guy's house who dies and he steals the food. Gotcha. Um, I mean, there's these scenes that, that are incredibly well acted, incredibly, made, incredibly well made film. But it got summed up into Soylent Green as people, hmm. which, is, which was a big twist. It was meant to be a big twist. But it was the, the, the reason it was a big twist was, you know, was the movie is about overpopulation. Right. And that is way more interesting to me than their solution to overpopulation. Hmm. Okay. Well, and also me. about the spoiler thing, they they have done studies now that that have shown that people actually have more enjoyment of a thing if they know the big twist. They did a study. Well, they did a study. <laughs> and, and which day is this still again? A study. It was on IO9. You can go. Uh, it yeah, it's been around. It was, boing boing. So. It was one of those. Yeah. IO boing. Yeah, well, somebody actually somebody did do a study where they yeah. told they they they, synops- they synopsized the story for one group and they didn't for another, and then asked them to rate their enjoyment of the <coughs> Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think it was on Io9 and Boing Boing at the same link, but yeah. Well, um, any keywords from it? Can I? Can I would you- say spoiler study. Yeah. Well, the. But the, but I think it, I think it's, it is interesting because when you when you go through something a first time you are kind of preoccupied in a lot of times especially if it's a, a mystery of some sort with how is this going to end mm-hmm. you know what what's the end game here but a lot of times the enjoyment in rewatching stuff is that you can focus in on the smaller details because you are not focused on well, okay. you know, who, who committed the crime or you know who's going to die or whatever. Yeah, but that's that's different from from having it spoiled for you, I think. Because you know, spoiler usually doesn't it doesn't give you the same amount of knowledge you would have if you had watched the whole movie before. You know what I'm saying? Like. The the fact that I, that Soylent Green was spoiled for me actually made me like less attentive throughout the film. I think well, as, uh, because as I was just kind of this was a single study, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I'm just pointing out my experience well, with yeah, a single movie. Um, <laughs> although I could try to have an, another experience um, with Harry Potter, then so well, yeah. I just texted you the link. Oh. Um, Oh, Gawker. Okay. So you were close. Well, no, it was from the Gawker feed. Oh. It was IO9, but their feed link is through Gawker. Okay. Because they're all the same network. 
Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to type this out on here, so I'm just going to open it on my phone. Yeah. Yep. I can probably email it to you, too, but I think... Nope, that's, that would be completely unnecessary. Uh, so, Kiki, I cannot load the uh, article again. Did you happen to have it on your page at all? Uh, I can have... I, I've got one page loaded, but every time I try to get what's, it What's What's the movie at the top of it? Uh, Logan's Run. That figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me... Yeah. Wait. Um... I got another one. Oh, nope, nope, I didn't. Still nope, run. still Logan's Run. I got... I think I can please... Yes, no, maybe... We hit the bandwidth. Well, just pick another one. Because, um... Let, you know, just read any of them out to us. Like, what is his thought process? And it really doesn't matter which one you pick. I think we got disconnected. <laughs> we're going to get disconnected. I think, I think we're going to get disconnected again. Well... Great. So, this article that you'll send me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, see if you can, uh, while I text Kiki to find out why she hasn't responded in a few seconds, why don't you go ahead and read some of that article? Uh, Field and Levitt ran three experiments with a total of 12 short stories. Three types of stories were studied. Ironic twist, mystery, and literary. Mm. Literary, where the the ending theoretically isn't as important how it ends as the other two. Okay. Um, each story was presented as is, without spoiler, and with a or or with a prefatory spoiler paragraph, or with that same paragraph incorporated into the story as though it was part of the story. So for each story, they sort of created a spoiler mm-hmm. paragraph. So this is what it's about, what can happen. Right. In one case, they didn't use it at all. In one case, they put it to the beginning. And in one case, they put it inside the story itself. Hmm. Subjects apparently or significantly preferred the spoiled versions of ironic twist stories, where, for example, it was revealed before reading that a command man's daring escape is all fantasy before the noose snaps tied around his neck. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember that story. Yeah. Subject read stories as is and with introductory paragraphs. Really, all the endings are spoilers. In most cases, they preferred the spoiled studies. Now, in this, stories. Yeah, excuse me. In this particular one, I don't. So, see, did we did we spoil this study? Yes, I think we did. We gave away the ending. How how meta? We gave away the beginning. Um, I'm confused again. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, but the thing is, and this, I mean, they studied thirty people. Mm-hmm. Which is hardly a statistically significant sample. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay, and you know, I don't maybe know they were maybe they were thirty people selected to be a cross section of the American demographic of intellectual and socioeconomic status. I don't well, know. I don't, I don't I, think I, that's even possible. I didn't look at the full article, and I probably, we'll probably have to have database access to get to it anyway. Oh. Of what the oh god, you don't have database access anymore, do you? I can get it through Amy. Oh yeah, she yeah. still works for the university. Yeah, that's right. I, really, I didn't realize until I left Texas Tech just how much I miss being able to go to Google Scholar and uh, like look up stuff. Google Scholar's cool. I'm uh, on Google Scholar. Hmm? I'm on Google Scholar. Oh, yeah, you have your, you your actually, article. You can actually Google me. But I, I don't have database you can, access. You, but you can't so. get the access, you can, but you can get to the abstract. Oh, <laughs> great. Which, well, that's another thing I've got published. My full text isn't published yet. Oh, okay. I put a hold on it in case I can get it published somewhere else because I've got three play scripts in it. Right. So if I did, I, I wanted to keep the option open of having it published in a more traditional fa- fashion. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly how you find it. Really, but I have found it. So if I search for Kevin, for Kevin Saunders. Saunders, and then if you do, um, probably do Gene, J-E-A-N-N-E. Symptomology and anatomic patterns of peripheral vascular disease, differing impact of smoking and diabetes. That's you? No. Definitely? Yeah. Actually, I should probably just put your name in quotes, because yeah, seriously, how many, how many Kevin Saunders are there out there? Game development essentials, game interface design. A tale of three genes. That's this me. Structural dermatology. <laughs> I was about structural to say. Structural dramaturgy. Dramatology. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Dramaturgy of three adaptations of the trial of Jean d'Arc. Which is Joan of Arc's yeah. real name. Really? Yeah, well, her French name is Jean d'Arc. Jean. Jean d'Arc. Uh, we, uh, we anglicized it to, the, to Joan of Arc. To Joan. Um, which is what it is. Hey Kiki, I think we're losing you. So, uh, anyways, you know, it, it's just occurred to me that the problem with podcasting from a coffee shop is that their internet is not always the most reliable, and I'm worried that might come to bite us in the ass. How are you? Are you podcasting from a coffee shop as well? Because our internet connection is solid. Well, my internet connection is solid. We we haven't had any problems with the connection yet this episode. I'm just I'm just worried that it might at, at, at some point call me over. Yeah, I know. I've got a I've got a bad feeling about it. You know, I feel like any minute now we're gonna have a disconnect. So well, we were just wrapping up, as you know, uh, Kiki. We were looking at the abstract for my thesis because right. I'm in uh, Joan of Arc. I'm in Google Scholar. <laughs> I'm fairly deep into Joan of Arc studies for what it's worth, too, but yeah. not the point I was trying You're to You're not make. actually in Joan of Arc. No. Yeah. She's been dead for a few hundred years. Oh. Zing. Um, yeah, so let's, let's read this abstract here. It's a pretty terrible abstract. <laughs> this thesis present Really? It's a pretty terrible abstract. This thesis presents, and I'm only three words into it, uh, presents an approach of dramaturgical analysis for trial-based play scripts based on the works of Oscar Lee Brownstein. It's, you pronounce the second letter. I know the guy. And he says it, Brownstein? Well, actually, I don't know the guy. I know the guy's underling. Have you ever heard him say his own name? I've heard the guy who, who Brownstein taught everything he knows to Say, say his name? Okay, fine. Brownstein. Direct student of Brownstein said Brownstein. Brownstein, a textually based dramaturg. 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 You're, you're doing okay. okay. And uh, Thaddeus? Thaddeus, yeah. Cousin. Cousin. You know what? Just... I spent two years doing this. Then put a freaking accent on the second syllable, if you don't mind. No, I'm good. All right. It's already published. A I theatrical semiotician. Semiotician. There we go. Never said that word before. Yeah. yeah. We can word. tell. The thesis then applies this pairing of dramaturgical approaches to three separate plays based on the original transcript of the trial of Jean d'Arc. Jean d'Arc. Should just swallow all the words. Jean d'Arc. Yeah. By analyzing each play individually using these paired approaches, the different way each play works becomes more apparent. The three plays were written by the author of this thesis in conjunction with the thesis in order to <laughs> illustrate the benefits of the pairing of these two dramaturgical approaches. 
these three play scripts are presented in their entirety in the back of the back matter of the thesis. So the appendices? Yeah, appendices are notes and other things. That's back matter. Okay, that's all called back matter? You've got front matter, which is everything before the body. Okay. Back matter is everything after. Alright. You don't want to just leave your front matter hanging out. No, Howard Blanning was a direct student of Oscar Brownstein. Okay. And if in my not very humble opinion... Oh, I like opinion, this. Keywords. Yeah. Yeah. My not very humble opinion, Oscar Brownstein um, and in turn Howard Blanding are some of the mm. best dramaturgs, structural dramaturgs on the planet. Okay. Um, I, I, it was an absolute pleasure working under him. All right. Uh, Brownstein, I, I, I'd like to meet him, but he's incredibly old and retired now. You know, after reading your abstract, I still have no idea what the hell you're going to talk That's because you about, don't know what so. dramaturgy means. I don't know what semiotician, what a semiotician does. Yeah. So without those two, you got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't use your context clues. What do your context clues tell you about it? Um, that it's going to involve playwriting. Okay. I don't know. Uh, theatrical semioticians. So semiotics. I don't even remember what semiotics is. Yeah. You know semiotics? I'm a semiotician. Yeah, I'm waiting for my dictionary to look. Ah, the study of signs and symbols in their use or interpretation. Okay. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay, all right. I should have remembered that, because that was one of my... Yeah, if I remember you would have studied semiotics and, at some point well, in time. Well, okay, yes, but <laughs> I should have been able to anticipate it from my Greek and Latin roots class. That. That I, yeah. Anyways. Ah... So I guess it's about time to get this thing started. Where should we start? Yeah. Um, so I just you know we we uh, we should probably read just just open up with with reading one of his his uh, explanations here, like Dune, for instance. David Lynch, in bold, has practically disowned Dune and continues to dodge questions about it in interviews. And while the finished product is a mess in any of its four versions, four. Yep. Sure. What? There are there are four different cuts of that film. Oh, of that film, mm-hmm. but not of, like, the, of that particular not, film. Yes. In, no, David Lynch not, didn't make four Dunes. No, I was thinking like there's the movie Dune, there's the miniseries, but I thought that meant there were like four other. No, there, there are four others, versions so. of okay. that one particular movie. Okay. Um, there are moments in which its spiritual ideas come together in a powerful way. While most of Frank Herbert's novel is concerned with Zen or Eastern mysticism, there are literal Western lens. I didn't throw that in there. Not his words, mine. Okay. There are little Christian motifs throughout, culminating in the revelation of Paul Atreides as the godlike being who will end all wars and unite all peoples. So a messianic character. I, I feel like he does that for like half of these. I agree. Yeah. All right. I feel like he will do these that for like half of these. I will agree. Gladiator. Seriously? It's set in freaking Rome. Pre-Christian Again, Rome. Rangers, we're, 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 he's equivocating use of Christian iconography yeah. for Christianity itself. But Christianity didn't exist in the... Uh, Pre-Christianity existed. Gladiator is proof that you can have metaphysics and fistfights in the same film. Beginning okay, now he has to go away. Have you never seen Fight Club? I mean, uh, 
Beginning and ending in the Elysian fields, the Roman conception of heaven. No, more like heaven was the Christian conception of Elysian. Conception of the Elysian. Elysium. <laughs> We're not the only ones doing a backward episode today. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. We should totally do that. Okay, if you insist. All right. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, with Maximus willing to die in the name of not just what is right, but what he loves. The final confrontation between Maximus and Commodus is both a rip-roaring fight scene and a kinetic exploration of man's relationship with God, death, and the earthly powers? Whose presence distracts and obstructs us from our heavenly calling? I have a confession to make. I've never seen Gladiator. What? It has Joaquin Phoenix in it. I, I, How could you I not have, have seen it? I never saw Ladder 39 either. You what, what Kiki? I saw it. I wish I hadn't. Oh, yeah. You know, I heard the soundtrack like four years before I ever saw the movie. I just bought the soundtrack because it was a cool soundtrack. Nerd. Yeah. But it was Excuse an R-rated me. film, so at Steve the time I couldn't watch it. Steve's the nerdiest it. things he's ever said on Bad Ha ha! Kid. So, um... Welcome to the show, Kiki. Um, it's good to have you back. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, Kevin, uh, I am. I'm really glad to uh, to have with me here today, uh, Kevin Saunders, um, in person once again. Um, it was kind of a it's kind of a good thing being able to to meet up after uh, after work and do some uh, do some bad philosophy. Yeah. Um, all we could find today was a uh, was a Starbucks. So we're here in uh, Austin, Texas, at a Starbucks coffee on South Lamar. Um, it's a little bit loud, so you know if the audio quality is bad, forgive us uh, in advance. That's what we do, and um, we've got some great guests here on the show today. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, bad philosophy. Episode 103. Uh, we are upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time, and uh, talking some Christian symbolism in the cinema today. Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Ah!